internet. I'm your husband host, Travis McElroy. And I'm your wife host, Teresa McElroy. And you're listening to Schmanners. It's extraordinary etiquette. For ordinary occasions. Hello, my dove. Hello, dear. I don't know why. I just felt a little bit uh, like a Casey Kasem DJ <laughs> for a second. And oh. you're listening to Schmanners. Oh, boy. It's extraordinary etiquette for ordinary occasions. Hi, you're joining <laughs> Travis. You're joining Travis and Teresa. Oh, those younger people. They might not even know who Casey Kasem is. Welcome to WTRV, Travis <laughs> Radio. Joining me in the studio is... Casey an, Kasem was the... I wasn't done. I'm sorry. With a manners expert who's also my wife and I love her. Okay, now you can say it. Casey Kasem was like the original Ryan Seacrest. Right? Um, I would say that Ryan Seacrest is the new fake Casey Kasem, but yes. In fact, did he did? No. Uh, who was the guy uh, who did the uh, New Year's Eve show and he also used to host- uh, Dick Clark? Dick Clark. I think Ryan Seacrest is the new Dick Clark. Well, but Ryan Seacrest has taken over a ton of radio stuff, too. Ah, I see. He is a stealer. Is that what you're saying? He's no. stealing everyone's jobs. I mean, Casey Kasem retired, I think. Oh, okay. Um, hey, none of this episode is about <laughs> none any of that. Of that. No. Okay, great. <laughs> what are we talking about? Um, well, so at the risk of stepping just a touch on Sawbones' toes. On their saw toes? Toe bones? Toe bones. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Victorian, quote, medicine. Now, I think because you put it in quotes, it's not really medicine? No, it's not medicine. I mean, it is. They used it like medicine, but it's not. And like, so the thing about, especially the Victorians, right, um, is that the the social aspect was was pervasive, right, throughout all of their, oh, yeah. the whole thing. Um, and so not only are we going to talk about, like, medicinal things, but also, like, social behaviors. Like opium dens? A little bit. Okay. I also want to point out, I had this realization recently, where if I travel back in time and I tried to be like the, uh, you could trust me, I'm a genius from the future, let me tell you all about health and stuff, I don't know that I could pinpoint, like, I'd, I'd roll back and be like, ah, you need to wash your hands because Ooh. of the evil spirits. And they'd be like, yeah, man, germs, we know. And I'd be like, oh, uh, do you know about penicillin? Yeah, we know about penicillin. Oh, man, I mean, uh, what don't you know about? The penicillin was was after the Victorian era. I don't know when anything happened okay. ever. Okay. All I don't right. know what day of the week it is. Uh, 1890. That doesn't sound like a day of the week. Let's start then. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, so if you were... A, a well-off Victorian. Let's say a uh, firmly middle-class Victorian. Like, oh, what was the lady that I, Lady Richington, was that it, that I created? Yeah, for but the... that was more upper. Oh, was, okay. It was too much. How about this is... This is the nouveau riche. Lady Wellington. She's it's... doing okay. All right. Um, there there are several things I'm going to say uh, Mr. Wellington, just to shake it up just a bit. Just to shake I'll it up. I'll play a man this time. Uh, that you may be afflicted with. Oh, no. What... Is it from the? Is it the gout? No, actually, this would have made sense if, more if you were a woman because anemia. I'll, pa I'll pass it over to my <laughs> wife, Lady Wellington. I guess she would have been Mrs. She wouldn't be a lady, right? Just Mrs. Take over. Oh my! I have the anemia. Okay, I'm so tired. Yeah, that is one of the things. I know. Um, so anemia is a very common blood disorder where the blood has a reduced ability to carry oxygen 
due to either a lower than normal amount of red blood cells or also in the case of sickle cell anemia, the cells are differently shaped and then not able to carry as much oxygen. Yes, I know all about this, my dear. Manifest in tiredness, weakness, shortness of breath, headaches, or reduced ability for exercise. And of course, there's spirits in my blood. Attacking me from the inside. That, that's not exactly what they thought, but oh. I i mean, maybe somebody thought that. Yeah, Mrs. Wellington Mrs. Did. Wellington did. Um, but today, anemia is treated quite easily with um, B12 supplements and iron pills and also uh, with diet changes and, and things like that and pretty easily diagnosed as well. Um, but one of the things that the Victorians loved to use was arsenic. Oh boy! Does it does it really seem like the thing that people use to unalive themselves or others could help? Now with here's that? here's what I'll say. Speaking of toe bones, the show Justin and Sydney toe bones, mm-hmm. a, a modern tour of misguided medicine. Uh, I would say in some months they talk a lot about how the dose makes the poison, right? Absolutely. Because there's lots of medicine we take that if you take too much of it, it'll kill you. Of course. So that is true. It, I think that it's very easy for us to be like, uh, oh, arsenic, right? But one of the poisons that's always talked about in like um, Agatha Christie and stuff is like nicotine. Mm-hmm. And like pure nicotine is incredibly like actively put, not just like, yeah, cigarettes are bad for you. Like, yeah. we'll kill a person in a murder mystery. Okay. So it's just that thing. I just I just want to say arsenic, do it, man. Go ahead. <laughs> Eat all the arsenic you want. Well, it was it it was highly available in the form of vapors, pills, injection. I mean, over the counter basically. Um, and I have to assume people weren't just like taking it and immediately dying, right? No, no, no. It is a, you you do require a certain level of it. And in some of these things, the levels were very low. But if you're using it every day, I mean, it it could happen pretty soonish. That was another thing in, uh, I think it was the first Poirot novel, where it was like about this medicine. And it's like, yeah, as long as you like shook up the bottle or whatever, it was fine. But it could like the dregs could settle at the bottom and kill you. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the very popular patent medicines uh, was known as Fowler's Solution. Um, and use of it was so prevalent that Victorians referred to their light arsenic poisoning as suffering from Fowler's disease. Huh. And the anemia wasn't gone. <laughs> so yeah, it didn't so work. you're anemic and poisoned. <laughs> A, yeah. one, a one-two punch. A one-two punch. Um, the next one. How I, are you going to be out for work again today? Yes, my anemia still hurts, and I've been poisoned. <gasps> Who poisoned you? Myself. Mm. Slowly over time. Uh, what about insomnia? Does she suffer from insomnia? Oh yes. Oh, uh, the the waking spirits. Oh, how they haunt her. <laughs> oh, no. she Myself. Is, she is chock-a-block-a-full of spirits. She's full of spirits, not good spirits. <laughs> She's not in high spirits. These are bad spirits. Um, so obviously, uh, I mean, in case you didn't know, insomnia is a very common disorder uh, that makes it difficult to fall asleep or stay asleep or even get very deep slash restful sleep. Yes. Um, and modern-day doctors understand this this disease pretty well, Um I mean, this this symptom pretty well is usually a symptom of other ailments. For me, it's anxiety and ADHD. Certainly, certainly. And there are certain habits that you can pick up. 
Oh, were the Victorians looking at their cell phones too much right before bed? Oh, that must be it. Yeah. That must be it. Their steam-powered cell phones. Or maybe they were drinking too much coffee. Oh, was that it? Or they were having parties till like three in the morning, which is that they would, right? We just talked about this not too long ago. Right. Where they would start their parties at like 11 p.m. and then be like, I didn't get enough sleep last night. No, that was, we. the parties was the um, Regency. Ah. Anyway, I mean, I'm sure they had long parties, but... Um, the interesting thing about coffee and insomnia is um, they didn't actually know what the coffee was doing to them. This and they, great. they thought that it might actually help their insomnia. Now, I'm not a medical expert. That might surprise some of mm-hmm. our listeners to know. But I do know that like caffeine and any kind of like stimulant like that can help people who have like ADHD not necessarily fall asleep, but to feel a little like more even keeled. Sure, sure. Um, so I could see where, you know, if you, especially, oh my God, can you imagine, like you didn't sleep the night before and you woke up and you're like, I am so tired and I feel bad. Oh, I drank a cup of coffee. It made my body feel better. <laughs> right? Coffee is good for you, they would say. Sure, sure. Um, But socially, socially talking. Um, the Victorians believed that there were um, different types of of work in a way. So, like, if you if you were a brain worker, uh-huh. right, meaning something that was an intellectual, um, like a doctor, a lawyer, an academic, a banker, you know, yes, things things a trapeze like that. artist. No, oh. that was that was not a brain worker. Okay. Um, were the only people who could reasonably be affected by insomnia, which was a uh, an affliction of the brain. Now, okay, while that's obviously not the case, I could see a strange like justification for that. Once again, this is not the way they were thinking, but if you spend all day doing physical labor, you, like for me at least, right, no matter how anxious I am, no matter how spun up my brain is, I can usually fall asleep because my body is just so tired. Uh, yes, I'll give you that, definitely. But that's not, they seem to think that that anyone who didn't have one of these, you know, these jobs, which is extremely classist, yes, right? Yes, obviously. Um, could not possibly suffer from insomnia. Yes, because what would poor folk have to worry about? <laughs> <laughs> they don't use their brains at all. Oh my goodness. Um, and if if you as a brain worker... Could not sleep. Uh-huh. Coffee was supposed to be the solution. Okay. Well, obviously not. Obvi- this I, makes so I much. I mean, we know now, obviously not, but they didn't know. This it, it it illuminates for me this thing. I've always been like, why would you? And it's like in uh so many of the like regions and not regions, Victorian like novels and stuff mm-hmm. that I enjoy. It's always like, ah, we finished dinner. Let us retire for coffee and cigars or brandy cigars. But coffee and cigars, I'm like, it's like eleven PM. What are you talking about? Yeah. And now I understand why. And I this is also something I think is very outdated because I still see this in restaurants now where they'll come and it's like ten PM and they're like the dessert menu and it'll include like espresso and coffee drinks and stuff. I'm like Ooh, or PM, an affogato. Is a that what? it? Af- affogato? Avocado? No, not avocado. It's a coffee drink with ice cream in it. Oh, well, that's it. It's ice cream in it. It's I mean, a dessert. It's a dessert, but it's still coffee. Oh, I guess you're right. Um, so this this wasn't the only thing that, that was common knowledge, quote, to, to make you sleep. You could also have a nightcap. Okay. 
right? Um, but if you're trying to lay off the sauce, uh, you could also shoot some cold water up your hoo-ha. Now, hold on. Now, hold on. How how could one person do that once and then continue to think <laughs> that makes me sleepy? I know, right? A lot of these, I feel that way. Um, but these so-called cold douches were said to be effective remedies for insomnia. But they clearly weren't. This is the thing they I talk know. about on subbuns all the time that I'm yeah. always like, yeah, I agree, Justin, which is like somebody does that once and <laughs> then then after that, I guess it's like, I better go to sleep or else I'm, I know I'm just going to end up cold douching myself again. And I don't want to go through that again. Sleep, 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 sleep. Uh, so this was called hydrotherapy. Uh, there's a lot of that in there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in the late 19th, early 20th century, it was recommended for sleep improvement and to improve circulation, fight infection, treat headaches. Um, in fact, Dr. Henry M. Lyman wrote in 1885 in his book, Insomnia and Other Disorders of Sleep, that, quote, by this means, the brain is enabled to resume a healthier mode of action and sleep follows as a matter of course. There is a lot in the Victorian and early 1900s, which I might have just said the same thing twice, but um, water, where they're just like, water, man. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, hey, guys, water is very good for you. Don't get me wrong, guys. But this idea of like, I don't know, man, soak in it, and then maybe you won't have cancer anymore. Like, they did not know anything. Um, here's another one that doctors would frequently uh, prescribe, cannabis indica. Wait a minute. That is... Uh, is weed, yes? It is. Okay. It's the wacky tobacco. Um, and there weren't laws against it. Um, as, as well there shouldn't be. As well there shouldn't be. So that was, I mean... Maybe keep it out of, away from children, but that's just because I don't want children to have anything fun. <laughs> I mean, that works for people. Yeah, it makes the, you sleepy? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, speaking of that good kush... Hey, babe, that made you sound so much like a cop, the way you said that. <laughs> hey, do you guys enjoy cannabis? You know, that's Sticky Iggy, that good kush, huh? Well, Wait, where are you going, fellow teens? <laughs> How come you picked up on good kush, but not wacky tobacco? I was going to let it go, and you kept oh, going. Oh, I just like all these fun names. I know you do, Mom. I know you do. <laughs> um. Here is another reason why your doctor might prescribe that as a Victorian. Uh, perhaps if you have asthma. Now, hold on. Mm -hmm. How, wait, smoke it, I assume. I assume they weren't doing bong. Well, maybe bong grips is still smoking. They weren't doing edibles? Uh, tincture, maybe? Probably not. Perhaps tincture. Um, but it was recommended that smoking is sometimes beneficial and cannabis indica can be used in chronic cases. Oh, chronic cases. Yeah. Chronic cases. Chronic cases. I got it. I got it. Um, but if you couldn't get uh, tobacco or weed, it was recommended that you burn stratomonium, which is a hallucinogenic nightshade, um, or lobelia, which is a flowering plant known to also work as a sedative. Okay. I mean, basically, they were like, do you... Just inhale some smoke. Yeah, doesn't, man. Doesn't matter what kind. For your that asthma. Will, that will help your asthma. Hmm, interesting. Once again, seems like a proof is in the pudding kind of deal, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, an, another very popular, even social drug was chloroform. Wait, sorry. 
a social heart. Hold on. Let me run that back. The social drug known as chloroform. Now, I'm imagining we're not talking about chloroform parties where everybody's playing maybe the most high stakes version of hide and seek ever. Mm-hmm. Where if I find you, I'm I'm putting you out, right? I'm yeah. like, I'm going to lay you, put, you know, a handkerchief over your face, lay you down onto the next one, right? That's not what we're talking the, about. No, this is another case of the dose makes the poison, right? Just a touch of it Woo. could relax you enough uh, to be fun at parties or to cure your hiccups. Now, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do like the idea of getting an invitation that says BYOC. I enjoy that. Immensely. Oh, man. What a stingy party host that won't provide their own chloroform. But they used it for hiccups? Yeah. Okay. That one might work. I don't know. I th- maybe you're too sleepy to hiccup. Maybe. Um, but... Here's the problem with chloroform. Yeah. Um, Where do you even get it? (laughs) It was pretty prevalent. Um, It was a popular anesthetic, uh, but fell out of favor because it can damage your nervous system uh, and your liver and your kidneys and your eyes. So your body. So your body. (laughs) It can damage yourself. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I want to talk more about this, but first, how about a word from some other Max Fun shows? Okay. If you have trouble falling asleep, try sleeping with celebrities. Tell me about your view of, of succulents. I'm not a I'm not a huge fan. It's a different kind of sleep podcast. There are some real benefits to parking illegally. Featuring remarkable guests and unremarkable topics. There's two Orlando airports. From the creator of Depression Mode with John Moe, it's sleeping with celebrities. Every week on Maximum Fun. Nighty night, sleepyheads. Hi, I'm Jesse Thorne, the founder of Maximum Fun, and I have a special announcement. I'm no longer embarrassed by my brother, my brother, and me. You know, for years, each new episode of this supposed advice show was a fresh insult, a depraved jumble of erection jokes, ghost humor, and Frankly, this is for the best, very little actionable advice. But now, as they enter their twilight years, I'm as surprised as anyone to admit that it's gotten kind of good. Justin, Travis, and Griffin's witticisms are more refined, like a humor column in a fancy magazine. And they hardly ever say bazinga anymore. So, after you've completely finished listening to every single one of all of our other shows, why not join the McElroy Brothers every week... For my brother, my brother, and me. Okay, so what other fun party stuff did they do that damaged their bodies? Um, well. Did they do, like, uranium snifters? We would be remiss if we didn't talk about historical nose candy. Yeah. Cocaine. Yeah. Yes. Now, this is different from snuff, right? Snuff was, like a tobacco thing that they snuffed up their noses, right? right? Not the same as cocaine. Not the I same. I think people often see, like, in uh, historical things where they, like, get a little box out, tap a little bit out on their, like, uh, thumb muscle, you know, that quote mm-hmm. right there, and then, uh, and they're like, oh, it's cocaine. Different. 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 Not, not saying that you could not administer cocaine that oh, way. Oh, sure. Sure. I'm just saying it's not the same. Um, 
it was used uh, in a medical way to treat alcoholism. Interesting. Huh. Oh, what's that? You got a stab wound? I'm going to shoot you. (laughs) But very quickly began to be prescribed for depression, anxiety, fatigue, migraines. I mean, literally anything. Having a bad day? Try some cocaine, my friend. Here, don't worry. I put it in an easy-to-drink soda. Sodas, tonics, powders, wines, all kinds of soft drinks also had cocaine. Well, not the refined kind of, like, cocaine that you see in movies and TV. but The, the genteel cocaine you well, see in movies. Coca leaves. Yeah. Right. Like Coca-Cola. Indeed. Wait, is that why it's called that? Oh, man, my brain. No, I knew, right. that. I so, knew that already, folks. Yeah, I'm not, we, I'm not we pretty much all know that at this point. Um, I mean, but, like, you would definitely feel energized, yeah. right? Listen, I've never done cocaine, but from what I understand, yeah, man. Same, it seems like it. Uh, it, it is. Uh, it was a, I, I would say, kind of a mind clearing. It was often used by Sigmund Freud. Yes. Right. Um, and also uh, by several literary characters. Um, Sherlock Holmes comes to mind. Oh, did he? I was it cocaine. I thought it was heroin. I don't know why I always thought it was heroin, but cocaine. Cocaine. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, if Sherlock Holmes does it, it must be cool. <laughs> it must be good for you, but it, it, I mean, it's not. Look how smart he was solving cases with his best bud. Um, unfortunately, uh, it was readily available, and the dangers were not recognized until, for most people, it was too late. Um, you could become addicted. Uh, Sigmund Freud certainly did. Um, and the drug- Funny that he didn't think about that, right? Funny. And- but not funny, haha. <laughs> uh, it was made illegal in the United States in 1914, um, and it was hard to get it out of circulation. In fact, because yeah, man. it had been prescribed as readily as you know, like Tylenol. Okay. Right. I do want to talk about one one more thing. So um, a, a social habit, let's say, and medical problem: constipation. Wait, okay, so there were constipation parties? No. Okay. In, in the way of it was pervasive throughout the oh, Victorians. okay. I thought it was like, hey, man, I'm feeling constipated. Yeah, me too. And Jerry was telling me earlier no, no, he's no. constipated. Hey, let's get together tonight and I'll be constipated together. I mean, a common we problem. We don't have anything else to do, do? <laughs> a common problem, also a common kind of like topic of conversation, a common, I mean, basically everything um like especially with like home remedies had a lot to do with digestion i can imagine uh so if you were having trouble pooping in 1899 uh just wait till 1900 your doctor would tell you to eat more figs or apples or drink more coffee but he also might prescribe heroin now that seems a leap doesn't it it does to, hey uh, have you tried fiber oh that didn't work what about heroin? What about turpentine? Now, hold on. It administered in what way? Drank? Yeah. You could also try strychnine. Now, hold on. <laughs> now we're just being silly. <laughs> now it's just getting silly. That was injected. Oh, okay. Well, oh, okay. Ah, oh, so never of course. Mind. Okay, of course. great, great, great. Of course. Um, so th- all of these different things were believed to improve gastric functions, um, everything from constipation to flatulence to ulcers. It was, I mean, 
anything in the digestive era was f- area was free game. But it's so wild that it's like so cl- at the beginning. It's like, hey, try figs and apples and stuff with fiber. Man, coffee if you have to. Mm-hmm. And then I get like that's the, like, oh, you've almost got it. You're almost there. And they're like, and heroin, it's herbitine and strychnine. I was like, whoa, where are you going? <laughs> no, come back. You were so close. I know. It's like if a golfer was like about to put into the hole and then just turned around and took a driver and drove it into the next golf course. Like, what are you doing, man? I'm going to play basketball now, but you're a golfer. It was that. That's how I feel about it. Right. Um, so it was a very common problem because uh, food was often adulterated. And I mean, things like plaster of Paris often ended up in bread. Gross. Uh, right. Yeah. So that could really stop you up. Yeah, man. So then there were lots of things that you could go to your doctor for or even in your, your home cupboard that could help you out. Um, one, one, one last thing about strychnine. Um, Way better than strict eight. No, nothing. No, that uh, was a bad one. That listen, was a real I'm trying, but I'm thrown off by the whole turpentine for your <laughs> constipation thing. Uh, I mean, it would certainly get you to do something. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. But strychnine can cause convulsions, and here's the reason why this was suggested: because the convulsions might shake the poop loose. Okay, man, go on a roller coaster. <laughs> Why, yes, I'll just take the day off and go to the amusement park. I mean, Mrs. Wellington could. She's doing okay. I suppose she could. Um, Yeah, so these were common issues that uh, Victorians dealt with. And And you say issues. Some of it's issues, right? Constipation, issue. Insomnia, issue. Issue. Doing some heroin, getting addicted to stuff. That is, uh, I would say, a little bit different than constipation. Well, they didn't. They didn't know any better. Okay. Right. Every every new thing on the scientific horizon was the best thing ever. Right. Sure. So sure. these these the industrial like advancement was both their um, their boon and their detriment. Sure. Right. Sure. So things that were coming up all the time. Everybody wanted the latest and the greatest. It's so, like the newest iPhone. It is a little bit like, like the newest iPhone. Cocaine. I mean. Hey, have you tried cocaine eight? <laughs> yeah, man. The screen got even bigger. Well, oh boy. All right. You know what? Hey, thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening. We couldn't make the show without you. There. I said it. Thank you to our editor, Rachel. We couldn't make the show without you either, Rachel. But a big thank you to Alex, our researcher, our friend. Couldn't make the show without you. Teresa, I couldn't make the show without you. And Travis, not without you. And myself, I couldn't make it without me. Mm-hmm. So thank you, everybody. Also, want to let you know, uh, our graphic novel is out, um, which is very exciting. Please check that out if you haven't already. The ele- it's not our graphic novel. It's not oh, based no. on Schmanner. I didn't. I didn't write any. It's of based it. on the Adventure Zone Eleventh Hour. It's available now. Uh, you can get it at theadventurezonecomic.com. We've got new merch out now. We've got the podcast merch is back with a podcast hat. Don't talk to me until I've had my podcast. A hundred percent podcast <laughs> and podcaster frog shirt. It's all dumb. It's all great. 10% of all merch proceeds this month go to Equality Florida, which is dedicated to securing full equality for Florida's LGBTQ community. Uh, you can get all that at macroymerch.com. Also, MBMBAM live and virtual show, to our first 20 Sun and Sea show, and it's available wherever you can get internet. 
It's going to be March 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Tickets are only $10. We've got Sawbones opening for us, so it's two shows in one. Video on demand is going to be available for purchase for two weeks after the event, so don't miss it. Bit.ly slash virtual. What else, Teresa? We always thank Brent, Brentel Floss Black, for writing our theme music, which is available as a ringtone where those are found. Um, also, thank you to Bruja Betty Pinup Photography for the cover picture of our fan-run Facebook group, Schmanners Fanners. Uh-huh. If you love to give and get excellent advice, go ahead and join that group today. Also, thank you to Alex for reading all of your topic suggestions, and you can continue to send those to schmannerscast at gmail.com. Uh, and that's going to do it for us, so join us again next week. No RSVP required. You've been listening to Schmanners. Manners, Schmanners. Get it. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.